Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Feel Your Fandom Podcast. My name is Saint. I want to thank you guys for joining with me again today. We are coming rapidly upon the end of Season 2. I think we have about four or five more episodes before we wrap up the second season. I'm really excited that we've made it this far. I'm glad you guys are coming along for the journey. Uh, we've got a few more wonderful conversations in the meantime. If you're looking to find the podcast anywhere, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash fuel your fandom, or you can find us on our anchor homepage at anchor.fm forward slash fuel your fandom, which will send you out to all the different places you can find us podcast wise in uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, on and on and on and on and on. We're about uh, 10 different places now. Also, you can find us on Seattle Wave Radio. If you go to seattlewaveradio.com, click on the banner link that'll take you to our page, and you can find us streaming there as well. But some new exciting things coming up towards the end of Season 2. We're going to be coming up with things that I I'd like to call uh, the Half Tank. And what the Half Tank is going to be is kind of like maybe not a full episode of the podcast, but maybe like a, a quick 20-minute segment where we talk about new video games or new books or whatever we're doing that's uh, that's new and exciting in the world of media and nerddom and, and whatever is available. We'll just be doing these little tiny like reviews and chunks and, and segments, and I'm really excited to bring those to you. Those are coming up real soon. Um, keep an ear out for that on our Facebook page. Other than that, we are here today with a friend of mine. Uh, we met uh, a couple years ago, and uh, he's a very, very cool dude. I really like to talk with him. Uh, his name is Todd. Todd, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And uh, like uh, I like to do at the start of every podcast, uh, I like to kind of throw it out to my guests to kind of uh, find out a little bit more about them, find out what they're nerdy about, find out what makes them tick. So tell me a little bit more about you, Todd. Well, I'm kind of fly by the seat of my pants as far as entertainment. It, it really switches. i am uh, spent the last 15 years being a sports nut and spending way too much time watching it. It's still on, even in the room right now. I see that. However, uh, it was turned off as I was listening to music before I started this because uh, I can't even handle just one activity at once lately. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really into TV shows, movies. Video games, although maybe not to some extent to some other people. Um, music, just uh, anything to keep me out of uh, the outdoors, which I also love, but uh, more on a solo hiking venture typically. Yeah, and anymore, the outdoors is trying to kill us, so. Pretty smoky out there. It, it is a bit mesquite. <laughs> but uh, I hadn't heard mesquite, but yeah, that would be a good way of putting it. <laughs> I think Daniel Tosh had a joke where he's, he walks outside after someone's house burned down and goes, it smells like somebody losing their memories. <laughs> and, and that hits a little too close right now. Yeah, I, uh, for some reason I did not take my hammock back out of my yard that I put up and it immediately got covered with a smoke haze. So other than thinking about going out there and putting a sel- uh, getting a selfie going of this is the hammock I can't currently use, <laughs> it's just out there in protest of the smoke. Yeah, uh, and if anyone's wondering when we're recording this, uh, as we're recording this, the entire West Coast of the United States is on fire. So, uh, we send our positive well wishes out to the firefighters who are trying to, to battle this, and uh, to anyone on the path of it, we say uh, stay safe, stay stay careful. Uh, 
But anyway, enough about that. So, kind of what I had an idea floating around in the back of my head for a little while as far as a topic of conversation to talk about today. And it just kind of, me and you, Todd, we were talking about it back and forth, and, and it struck me that you might be uh, fun to kind of have this, this random-ass conversation with. And uh, I got to thinking a lot about how I don't post very often on my Instagram page, which is, for anyone listening, at Fuel Your on Instagram. But I don't, I don't really post much on there anymore. It used to be just a bunch of dumb memes and things like that. But uh, I started flipping through a bunch of, of, of sci-fi-related memes and and nerd-related memes in an effort to look for stuff to post on the Instagram. And I came across a couple of memes that really just kind of flat-out struck me as funny and could lead to some really interesting conversations. So the first one that I want to talk about, and I'm going to paraphrase it very badly here. I mean, I have it on my phone, but it's all the way over there. I can't be pissed. (laughs) Um, The basic idea of this one was you wake up and you're in a video game. And what's the first thing that you do now in the meme, which plays for laughs, it says, go into my stats and see what the hell is wrong. Um, And and that made me laugh because having played video games like Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead Redemption or games like that, where you have these very detailed uh, stat tracking uh, uh, system that tells you, oh, you've shot this many people or you've stolen this many cars or you've gotten sick this many times or in any various amount of that it tells you breaks down for you any kind of level that was wrong with what's wrong with you and that made me laugh so uh now the idea is simple with this i want to say pick a video game and what's the first thing you would do if you woke up in that world so what's the most recent video game that you played todd that you recall, like the first new game that I played, not just the most recent game. On oh, the most recent game, I've been playing Rocket League actually recently. So I don't think I've ever played Rocket League. I, That's the one where you play soccer in a car, right? Yeah, and it it's really strange. <laughs> I called it stupid for years, um, and then I had a friend that that played it, and I'm like, oh, I'll try it out. Cars are alright for me. I'm not much of a car guy, <laughs> but um, I was a sports guy, and I, I just like competition. It's not really even sports. I just like really like competition. Right. And so it was kind of simple. It was basically a three-on-three type of thing, and I don't know. I got into it. It's it's fun to play. It's relaxing. It doesn't take very long. It's on my list to check out. I just haven't had an opportunity yet. I lie. I have plenty of opportunity. I've just been doing <laughs> so many damn other things. Um, okay, so you wake up in Rocket League. What's the first thing you do? Well, this is different than I, than I <laughs> thought this conversation was going to go because I didn't think it was going to be on Rocket League. But oh, we got I, I, I guess I'm going to I guess I'm going to get kind of vain. I'm going to probably customize my car and make sure it looks and is ready for the day. <laughs> um, where most video games, I don't think I'm going to spend much time figuring out how I look to get started. But um, with that, um, there's it's not a whole of, lot you change. So it's, uh, it's kind of like Demolition Derby meets. Meets ex, uh, sports activities, so I can get trying to be like the the big man on campus, a big swinging dick. You want you want to be the 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 man of the hour. It's just weird being a car. You literally end up being a car. Like you have to spin <laughs> certain part of your car to hit the ball a certain way. Like 
there's no soccer game you play that you're really focusing on being actually the person. Well, if I twist and my trying ankle to hit this your head way, this way, yeah, yeah. where in the car you actually have to do that, and it's really odd. <laughs> and but you end up like my wife makes fun of me because I like I jump on the couch because I'm trying to head it, and I like literally jump and like twist a little bit when I do it. That's like one of those things where where people lean forward when they play video games and they're like, "Shut up! It helps. Oh, I it totally helps me do. go faster." I can't stop. I've been made fun of for over 20 years by my wife, and, and I still do it every single time. That's great. My son does a thing. I call it uh, chicken bobbing. It's <laughs> like he starts playing games like, uh, I'm trying to remember what the last one he was doing it in. I think it was an Assassin's Creed game. And he's just sitting there bobbing his head up and down as he's going. And I'm like, how do you not get a headache? He said, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you're chicken bobbing again. <laughs> and uh, I think he, I might know where he gets that. <laughs> The, the last game that I've been playing and I've been really putting a lot of time into is is a game from 2011. It's called Portal 2, uh, sequel to Valve's Portal, which was just a little, almost like a test game uh, in the Half-Life universe. And uh, I really fell in love with the with the uh, the puzzle portions of Portal. Uh, and it's have you ever played Portal? I haven't. My wife plays Portal or played Portal. I don't know if she played Portal 2, but I know that. I started off with like Mist, and then I got her into Mist, and that's kind of where it led. Mist is great, but then I exited before I got that far. <laughs> it got too hard. I don't. I spent a lot of time not wanting to think very hard. I just wanted to play a lot of Mario Kart. <laughs> well, the the idea behind Portal is is you've got a portal device, a portal gun, and it shoots orange portals and it shoots blue portals, and you can only uh, put a portal on a certain type of surface. And the idea is to solve these room puzzles using the two portals, the in and out portal. And so I've been playing a lot of Portal 2 because I used to speedrun that game. And so I haven't for a lot of years. And so I decided just arbitrarily a couple of weeks ago to start trying to uh, increase my time on it and speedrun it again and, and, and get to the bottom of that. And so I've been putting a lot of time and effort into that. So now if I were to wake up in the world of Portal, I'd probably, first of all, piss myself. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because the entire basis of the game is an evil uh, AI who's bent on breaking you down, breaking your will, and, and and also probably trying to kill you, but it's very vague on whether she's actually trying to kill you or not. So it just feels like 2020 then? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's... It's fun. It's a snarky game. It's a fun game. And I think probably what I would do is just ha have a fuckload of fun with the portal gun, trying to find different <laughs> shit you can do with it. Uh, because it's fun. in the game, it's very physics-based. And, and one of the lines from the first portal game was, remember, speedy thing go in, speedy thing come out. So it's <laughs> like if you put a portal down a hole and a portal way up on top of the wall, then you jump into the portal at the bottom of the hole you're going to gain momentum as you go through it, and then as you come out of the other portal, that same momentum is going to launch you across the room. So I, I would play around with something like that. Plus, it doesn't seem to really be much in the way of a physical body damage mechanic in that game. Oh, so yeah. it'd be just kind of fun with not actually hurting myself or doing jackass-style stunts. So, uh, so you said, uh, what other games do you like to play? Uh, well... 
I don't get. I'm kind of getting excited to get back into the Mario world with this anniversary going on and oh yeah, the explosion of all the games. Taking the I know that you play the Tetris game that's uh, competitive on there, and they're going to do that to Mario. I saw that, and I think that is going to be cool. I mean, I I wasn't the best back then, but I, I wasn't bad. <laughs> um, I certainly got my you know. Uh, I can't remember the exact, you know, star half, half this, half that amount of lives. But you know, I, I, I always uh, had a lot of fun with that game, and I, I look forward to all the different editions that are coming out with that. Yeah, I actually got a chance to pre-order and and, and pre-order for I'm that. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing is with this Mario uh, 3D uh, All Stars that they're putting out, mm-hmm. it's a limited time release. Or so they're saying. They're saying that the game itself is only going to be available to the end of March, uh, both digitally and physically. So I was sitting here worried to death that I wasn't going to be able to get a copy of it because shit like that always passes me by because I wait. Because I'm like you. I don't pre-order shit. So uh, I actually went out and pre-ordered this one, and it's confirmed I'll have it next week. Uh, so I'm super excited about I didn't about realize it's coming that fast. comes out on the 18th. Woo. Yeah. Friday. Well, I ain't going to pre-order, but I'm going to be probably ordering. I don't know. I'd... Good luck. <sighs> but, uh, okay, so what's your favorite Mario game, then? Mario Kart by far. Is, Mario is, Kart's is, a good one. Uh, just, I, I, grew, I mean, the Nintendo 64 Mario Kart ruled my life. And I wish you could go back to, to those tracks a little bit easier and play them exactly the same. Um, doing Wario Stadium in under seven seconds took, you know, like, three weeks um but being able to hop over the fence and hop right back over the fence and do that perfect circle and do that and then watch the person on the, in the room's face when you do it to him <laughs> um or hit him in just the right spot and make him go all the way back to an earlier part of the track they took that out of all the new mario karts and stuff but you could just be evil and it was so fun yeah i could see my wife getting real pissed at me for that uh, that's still one of the that's one of the only games my in my house that's one of the only games in my house where you actually get competitive. Like I don't, my wife doesn't play a whole lot of video games, but you put a a, a controller in her hand on Mario Kart. Well, you hear what I'm saying, Daniela? You get evil. Well, what yeah, I'm saying. yeah, yeah. Vicky, my wife, she uh, <laughs> she literally sit on the other side of the arm of the couch so she didn't have to look at me. <laughs> so I quit playing the game because it got really uncomfortable. I she gets to feel real. bad. She gets real. And, and she's better than me. She hits me with more turtles than I hit her with. And well, she's it's not because pat- I'm trying to lay up. I'm not going to take it easy on her. She's playing and she's going to, just like anybody else, she is the target. Both barrels. Oh, yeah. So I'm not sure how video game logic would work if you wake up in the Mario universe. Maybe no, I'm, I'm a, a horrible big. example. I did try out the new uh, Final Fantasy, uh, the, the light remake? version of it on there, and the remake. And I wasn't much of a fan Final Fantasy player, but most of those games like that, I mean, first thing I'd do if I woke up is just start foraging, yeah, and get as many weapons as possible, and just kind of like you said with the portal gun, you got to test everything out before you go on the voyage because otherwise you don't know what you're dealing with. It, and and I suck at video games. So <laughs> most of the games, like I tried the last Zelda, and I'm like, do I want to buy the walkthrough book? Do I want to memorize it? Oh, do Breath I of the Wild. That? Yeah. Or Link's Awakening. Breath of the Wild. I love and, Breath of the Wild. Well, I thought I would love it too, and I probably would if I didn't give up on it. But <laughs> I gave up on it because the first thing I needed to do was buy a book, but I refused to. So I spent a week and a half searching, trying to hit those dudes with freaking sticks that broke and got pissed off at it and said, you know what? I can play something else. 
I'll tell you what, the breakable weapon mechanic in Legend of Zelda did initially piss me off to a large degree. I'm like, who would do that? Why would you do that? It's like, <laughs> oh, you, your, your key weapon is a stick. <laughs> Go forth. And you can hit the guy once, it snaps, and then you don't ever even have a stick. Um, it should just say you have a short stick. Now you can just poke at him. But uh, they had a game like that back on the PlayStation. It was called uh, Dark Cloud. And the entire job of Dark Cloud, you were to go through all these different, like, 99 different dungeons. And on each level, your object is to mash together weapons to create stronger weapons. But if you don't pay attention to your weapon, it has a breakable weapon component. It breaks your weapon, and then you start all over. <laughs> so maybe you're on, like, the 50th dungeon. Hard shit. You break your weapon. Now you're at, like, a level one dagger again. And now you've got all these super hard bosses to beat with like a level one dagger. It was ridiculous. And I immediately thought That's of that with, with Breath of the Wild and it pissed me right off. But I just thought about all of them had the hard time to get the sword originally. So I was like, you know, well, I can I can put up with it. And then I'm like, I don't care if it's because I got older or, or, or what the reason is that I'm giving up on this. But I'm going to forgive myself right now. This game sucks. <laughs> and I am done with it. And someday I might pick it up and cheat again, but I had it on the Wii U, mm-hmm. and now I have I. a Switch, so I would have had to rebuy it, so it probably ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I got it on both. I played it on the Wii U first, and then I played it on the Switch, but uh, no, as far as uh, games like Final Fantasy, I think if I fell asleep and woke up in the Final Fantasy game, they've got those uh, those potions that you can drink. The, the potion that'll heal your, your hit points. So I do that immediately. So I could be at 100 again. I don't think I've felt 100% since I was like 20. <laughs> uh, which, for anyone listening or paying attention, was a long time ago. Um, the next thing I would do is they have a potion in the Final Fantasy games called the Phoenix Down. And that is a potion that you take ahead of time. And then if you die, it respawns you like a phoenix. Nice. So I would at least swallow one of those just to be just to be certain no matter what dumb shit I got into, I got a do-over, you know what I mean? Think how many jackasses would be in the world still today, though. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> fuck it, that was my free trial. Well, the, do you only get one Phoenix? Phoenix down, bro. Potion, or do you get like a, a whole supply of them? Because, shit. I mean, there'd be some real, real sad souls out there that definitely would have killed themselves a hundred times, but they're still around. Hi, my name is Steve-O. This is Jackass. <laughs> totally. Would change the nature of that show. Yeah, people would be like, so? Uh, I did that yesterday. So I jumped off a billboard. Yes, so? Put yourself back together. I punched the inside of a shark. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that kind of leads to, I mean, video game logic is all good and well, but that also leads to another meme that I was uh, looking at. It was... Uh, Basically, it's not video game related, but it's like, uh, uh, what is your favorite superpower? What superpower do you wish you could have? And what are the advantages and drawbacks of it? And a lot of people go with things like uh, invisibility. Invisibility would be a great power if you want to not be seen, not be heard, not be observed. Uh, and in this day and age That's of... how much control you have over that, I guess. Well, yeah, and here's the thing that they never really actively explained in the comic books well, really well, is when you're invisible, the, the very vision that you use, the very thing that you use to see, is light reflected off of your eyeball. <laughs> so now, 
I love that. If your eyeball is invisible, you can't see. You have a superpower. You're blind. So you, I know. That that's a real. Figured out. That's a real dumb way to draw a line. I. But know, I never but heard this take, and I love it. That's but yeah, funny. so it's I like you never, find. I never, thought, I never thought of that. You find what the best superpower is, and then you find your drawbacks. It's like playing a really bad game of Would You Rather. But uh, what do you think? What would you pick as a superpower? Right now, I'm on Nightcrawler. Okay, so I'm. You're. I want to say you pick a superpower, and I'll show you the drawbacks. I'll find that negative. Well, yeah. Nightcrawler. Okay. You Teleportation. Wake up in a wall. But <laughs> yeah, any misstep and you glitch out. I don't misstep. Uh, <laughs> even Nightcrawler is not a hundred. But like, yeah, exactly that. You could teleport into a wall. You could teleport half into a wall. I mean, uh, they talk about like phasing with Kitty Pride. She does a phasing trick where she can go into and out of uh, services like a ghost, and that's all good and well. But what if you can't re? phase what if you can't come back into phase then you're just a ghost and that happened with her character for quite a long time she was stuck in phase there's always so a, a lot downside. of downside their power works against them and puts them in like i don't know like the flash's speed force or you know. yeah i mean everybody gets trapped up inside their own stuff eventually <laughs> <laughs> there's a really cool uh a thing that people uh there's a really cool web uh comedy video from uh, a bunch of years ago, it's basically like, okay, you go into this clinic and they say, okay, you can have any superpower you want. What do you want? And they're like, I want to be Wolverine. Okay. But you only have enough money for one power, and that's two powers. You either get the claws or you get the healing factor. You don't get both. You have to pick one. And so both of the guys picked the claws because the claws are the visible cool shit that Wolverine does. And so it just later shows them both sitting in a room, popping the claws out and, and just bleeding all over the place and just like accidentally yeah. stabbing each other with the claws. And without a healing factor, thing. yeah, without a healing factor behind it, that's a bogus power. It doesn't do shit because you're going to bleed out. Well, and it's like vanity. I mean, you're like, those are really cool. But, I mean... Who's gonna? I don't care what you're into, male, female, whatever. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have anybody that's going to want you to be touched with that. So, so who are you gonna what's be, being cool good for? Look at these cool metal claws. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's great. Keep them over there. I mean, I, even if I get both powers, Wolverine, really? That's. I, I gotta say now, I mean, Wolverine is badass, but do I want those do powers? Do you want to be that? No. Well, they talk a lot about. Uh, Wolverine's healing factor and, and Deadpool's healing factor and all the characters that well, have Deadpool's this healing, healing factor. factor is way better than Wolverine's healing factor. Well, yeah, because it keeps the cancer at bay. But uh, the conversation that people have with that is uh, functional immortality at that point. You're immortal. Everyone thinks it's all great at first, but then you get to sit there and watch your family die, and you get to sit and watch their family die. And everyone you've ever known and everyone you've ever cared about and everyone you've ever loved die while you persist. After a while, that stops being a blessing and that's a horrific curse. You can't even end yourself. That's why they all end up like solitude crap. Yeah, you just because they don't want any loved ones anymore. They don't want to go through it anymore. They're just like six thousand years old on a mountaintop. Leave me alone. I went through three lifetimes. Now I just go hide in a corner somewhere and come out if the world needs me. And, and I was playing. I was playing some card game. Uh, I think it was called Super Fight. And it's like you get a character card, and then you get a power card. 
but then you get another power card that usually disables or changes the powers. And one of the cards was you get the ability to fly, which I've always thought would be kind of neat. Uh, not really practical for in this day and age. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, it's a little smoky right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you can. O- <laughs> it's the power to fly, but you can only fly as fast as you could walk. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck good does that do? You you get it's basically it nullifies the cool factor. It's like sure you can okay so you can hover. Well, no, I mean I love I love my house, but I love sunsets and sunrises, and it's not good for that. It'd be nice to just be able to cruise, up, rise cruise up, up above, cruise and... up a good twenty five feet, really quick and easy. Check out the sunset, sunrise, <laughs> cruise back down. But yeah, it's still in the Wolverine category for me of. If you if you slow me down to a walk speed, then it's a pretty lame power. Yeah, it, it sure neuters that, the power. That's not the one anymore, but it would still be cool. Uh, I'm trying to think of any other video games or things like that. Like the the, the mutant power thing was kind of cool, just because uh, video games and 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 superheroes sh- very chic right now. It's pretty much everywhere, and you get to see if you watch a show like The Boys on Amazon Prime. I haven't gone there, but I've watched every other one that's led up to it. You get the evilness and the, the downside of these powers. And Umbrella Academy and yeah. Heroes. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, I've watched every single... Un, uh, oh, you ooh. need to watch The Boys. I've it's watched everything dark. up into The Boys, and for it's some reason... Dark. The Boys seemed like a little uh, over-egotistical, and it turned my wife off, so we didn't go down that path together. And then... I, I got my I was wife about ready into to head it. down there. I think you're the one that Cobra Kai'd me. Actually, I don't know who did. I love but, Cobra Kai, but fuck. I was all like, "Okay, I'll give it a chance." And I am like, "I'm addicted to that show." I'm going to use the it. word. I am smitten with that freaking show. I love it. I love that they play around, and this is completely off topic, but I love how they play around with. Uh, in the Karate Kid, Johnny Lawrence was very clearly the villain, and 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 Daniel Larusso was very clearly the hero of the series, but in in Cobra Kai. You get to kind of swerve in and out of that. Like, Johnny's not so bad. Oh, no, Johnny's pretty shitty. Oh, wait, Johnny's not so bad. Oh, Danny's pretty cool. Nah, what the fuck is he doing? He's an idiot. And, and, and you get to see both sides of both characters. It makes them so much more fleshed out as characters. But you didn't get to see the two s- singing together in the first one. <laughs> After yeah. they already hate each other. That, that was a very awkward and uncomfortable date. That was that was the shit. <laughs> I was like, uh, no way. This is not even going on. No, it's great. And but, I thought about it, and I'm all like, this doesn't spoil anything, so I can go there that they at least sing together. But, oh, my Lord. I know. I love it. It's, it's it, such a faithful adaptation. It has... You can't. I'm, I'm, I can't even talk about it. It's just <laughs> it hits you in so many areas. And maybe we'll do an episode coming up here about uh, nostalgia and and revamps and how that plays into it. Well, and, it uses that, but it, it uses the nostalgia. It so perfectly gives you the same story, but in reverse. And even if you don't want to go down that path, it, it traps you and makes you love the characters. Absolutely, but I would heavily recommend check out the boys. Um, oh, I'm going there, but if you like, it's on Amazon. Carl right? Urban and I love Carl Urban and everything he's in. Uh, it's fantastic. We just got done with the fourth episode they just released. We watched that yesterday, and I'm hooked. It's fantastic for season two. Oh, are you watching a uh, Lovecraft Lovecraft Country? Not yet. That's on my list. Oh. <laughs> 
I'll have to get down on that. Oh my lord! But uh, we're gonna. It, it, it's it's. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh good, my. Huh? Okay. Uh, right. We're like um. They didn't drop this all at once. It's the first show that has us waiting every single week. Yeah. In a long time, like pissed off every single week. It's like, come on. They more. dropped it a day early last week, and it ended up pissing us off because that made it one more day. One we more had day to wait. you had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit up another meme that I found amusing, and uh, we're going to continue that discussion. Stick around. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one convenient place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back. Now, what we were talking about was memes that I found interesting and the logic behind these memes that make for interesting conversation. Now, another one, uh, and I discussed this with you previously, Todd, was uh, there's a meme going around that says, pick any movie, strip out, all of the actors except one and replace them with Muppets and then go. And then why? And so I had this conversation with my wife. I had this conversation with my bandmates. Uh, I had this conversation with you. And it really gets my brain worrying because there's interesting ways to take this for every type of movie. Now, you said you talked about this with your wife and she got upset. Uh, explain why, because I, I think it's a very good point and a very good point to make at the outset. Well, my brain started to get evil and wanting all the Muppets to uh, go through horrible things. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, after we went to Boogie Nights and, you know, th horrible things in that way, I was thinking about, <laughs> well, what about Jurassic Park? I mean, what do they get shredded by a big old dinosaur? And then I'm like, or would it be kind of, could it be a Muppet dinosaur? Because that wouldn't be near as cool. And then... I think I might have accidentally said puppet or maybe she just took it that way. But she's like, if these aren't real Muppets and you got some like not Muppet puppet some, in there, then I'm out. I'm not going to answer Muppets. the question. Game over. <laughs> because a wannabe Muppet is not happening in this house. No, I hear that. And, uh, and uh, so, okay, so let's go back to Jurassic Park. Now, let's say we're talking strictly human actors. So strip out all the human actors except one. The dinosaurs obviously can stay as dinosaurs. We're going to go with the original Jurassic Park. Yeah, we're keeping Goldblum. Oh, fuck. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. And you get this, the, the puppet, or the Muppet, excuse me, version of uh, Sam Neill and, and Laura Dern. And Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Nedry is a Muppet. <laughs> Nedry is a Muppet getting attacked by the, the Nedry is the one I almost decided to keep. Oh, my God. Uh, he's so... He's such a great character. Right, but him getting attacked as a Muppet by the Dilophosaurus is just fantastic. <laughs> uh, and, and you also mentioned, and, and we're not going to paint over this because I find it absolutely humorous now. Little kids, if you're listening, kind of turn your ears away. But we mentioned Boogie Nights. Now, it's been a hot minute since I've seen Boogie Nights. 
But I remember the broad strokes, if you pardon the pun. Um, I'm going to assume you mean to keep Marky Mark in the movie, Dirk Diggler. Yeah. Yeah. But but your immediate reaction, I... (laughs) All you had to do is say it, and you won me over that you keep Roller Girl. Roller Girl. Yeah, absolutely. Because now... Okay, either way, you've got debauchery and, and Muppets, and that's equal parts hilarious and horrific. Uh, but in the one hand, you got Mark Wahlberg with his 12-inch personality. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, dicking down Muppets. Okay? That's horrific. Hilarious. Horrific. That's now, highly inappropriate. I wasn't thinking of that. Oh, oh you should have been. I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to take, that. The, was you that, gotta the right take that whole movie into context, brother. <laughs> Uh, but but Roller Girl, on the other hand, is the other side of that coin. You got this highly charged, sexualized Heather Graham character. Now, all of a sudden, with all these Muppets. And it just turns it into something absolutely horrific. Isn't she the same character in Jackie Brown? I mean... <laughs> now, I asked this question of my wife. Uh, the first response proves to me why I should have married her in the first place. I said, what movie would you take all the cast out? Who would you take out? John Wick. She said, I'm like, okay, which character? She's like, obviously Keanu. You keep Keanu. So now picture John Wick just murking Muppets left and right. Mm -hmm. And, And all the various horrific ways that people get killed in that movie. Spoiler alert, it's a lot. It is highly stylized graphic violence. And well done. Absolutely well done. I love those movies. The John Wick movies, I was a late adopter to those movies, but I love them wholeheartedly. But now picture all that puppet violence, and it makes me so happy. Just fluff and foam flying everywhere, and oh, man. It's not that I don't like... I mean, mean, I'm a sap. I watch some sappy movies, but... You take all the characters out and replace them with Muppets. It's not going to be as fun as as Bloodsport. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want. I mean, Carnage is king when it comes to to the Muppet question. I think. Yeah, I mean, but it's not always. I mean, you can look at it from a like a comedic aspect. You can look at it from a, a dramatic mm-hmm. or romantic aspect. But I think uh, the more absurd, the better. And I think that's what lends itself to things like Boogie Nights or things like. Uh, John Wick or Bloodsport or things that are really inherently super, super aggressive and violent. But, I mean, it doesn't even have to go that route. Picture, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, Top Gun. I did I did one there. Top Gun. But the only human is Goose. <laughs> you thought I was going to go Tom Cruise, but no, Goose. No, I thought that too, but <laughs> I don't have a reason for it. There's no reason Other for it. Other than not going Tom Cruise. It's like you get half a movie with him, and all of a sudden, now all you got is modeling Muppets. I, I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of things like that are just, well, you need another question about. Like, I like Fight Club, but I mean, technically, that's two actors Ooh. for one person. Ooh. So, that's good. I didn't so, think of that. So, is he, is, is, does he get to be, be two humans, or is the other one a Muppet, and he, th- he doesn't? I mean, truth be told, we did say 
actor, not character. Yeah, so his personality so. is technically two actors. So which would you keep? Would you keep Ed Norton or would you keep Brad Well, the movie Pitt? doesn't work if you only keep one. That's the point. Well, I get... No, it really doesn't because... Hmm. I mean, that the whole time, be... the whole movie is he doesn't realize that it that, that it's him, <laughs> and it's pretty easy to realize if what if you're a Muppet and it's a human, or if you're a human and it's a Muppet. I got a way it could work though, because now think of it this way: he doesn't find out that Tyler is part of him until the end of the movie. Spoiler alert: this movie is like fifteen, twenty years There's old. There's no spoiler alert. Get over it. it. But that's old. He doesn't find out until towards the end of the movie that him and Tyler are the same person. So now, what if? You start out the movie with Ed Norton, and Tyler Durden is a Muppet. A filthy, greasy, horrible Muppet. Is he like a Muppet size, or is he like a person size? <laughs> It'd just be perspective, I think. How The same way they filmed the heat. The, you the imagine being inti- intimidated by like a little Muppet. <laughs> just getting <laughs> thrown against like Pepe the Shrimp. <laughs> But, uh, Wait, this is getting better. I didn't even think about the fact that these little Muppets are kicking the crap out of a human. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The actual fight club itself. Now picture him when he like, gets like into the fight with Jared Leto. <laughs> and he's just beating the shit out of some like, <laughs> I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. Like some beautiful Muppet, Jared Leto version of a Muppet. Which, I got to tell you, I think Jared Leto is kind of a Muppet to begin with. But now, now picture this, though. Towards the end of the movie, when it all starts clicking... And it all starts coming into focus that Tyler and Jack, or they call him Jack in certain instances, are the same person. Now all of a sudden we look back at Jack on the screen, and he's not a human anymore. Now he's a fucking Muppet. And then he deals, and the rest of the movie is just nothing but Muppets. That could be done. That could be good. It could be. Uh, let's see. Picture. What are some other ridiculous premises you can Star Wars. I mean, picture Star Wars with nothing but Muppets. I'm sure George Lucas already has done that. but uh, The Muppet Babies did it, actually. I love the Muppet Babies. They, they, they actually they did a parody of just about everything. Just about everything. I know they did uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, um, but, like, okay, so if you do Star Wars, who would you replace? Who, or who would you keep? Would hmm. you keep Luke? Or is that too given? Does it have to be a human? <laughs> Chewbacca? <laughs> That's what I thought was thinking. <laughs> I was either Chewbacca or Han. Chewbacca playing around with all these or different Or Han, Muppets. one or the other. But then there's the question, would you replace Chewbacca with a Muppet? Or is he already not a human? I mean, if we're going human, then I'm... Logic the, breaks then, down in then the rules, spots. You said actors, and Chewbacca's played by an actor. He is. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Tech, tech, technically, you still got Darth Vader in the Darth Vader costume, but voiced by a Muppet. <laughs> Just give it to Frank Oz. He already did <laughs> other ones. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just another voice for Frank Oz. Oh, let's see. Uh, another couple of interesting ideas that I thought of for this. Uh, like television shows. Obviously, I think of things like The Boys because that's so super graphic and super horrible. And I'd, of course, keep Carl Urban because he's amazing in that show, and I love Carl Urban. But having him interact in this sleazy, dirty, horrible way with all these different Muppets would be fantastic to me. I like Shameless. That's a good show. I haven't watched Shameless yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a good one? That's got uh, Walton Goggins on it, yeah? I'm horrible with names. He played in The Shield, and he played in... uh, 
Django Unchained and Django and Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy. He's been a lot more lately, which is really cool. Yeah, Shameless is There's nothing else like it, that's for sure. I don't know. I got I ran out, I went on a streak and <laughs> that's got so much wonderful, so much inappropriate. That's my favorite kind so of jam. Much did I just enjoy that? Am I okay enjoying that? Do I need help? <laughs> um, it's I feel just, that coming out of every Tarantino movie, though. It's like, I laughed, but should I have laughed? Ugh. Oh, and I, you know what never gets enough credit is True Romance. Oh, yeah. That movie is the shit. He wrote People that forget one, that it he? was Tarantino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie was great. I mean,. Rappaport. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people that weren't even around. Michael Rappaport didn't even have a career before that thing. And that was uh, Christian Slater, too, yeah? Christian Slater. Yeah. Uh, was it? Uh, which Arquette was it? Rosanna, wasn't it? No. It's Patricia. Patricia? Actually. Patricia. I'm pretty sure. Because Rosanna is the Pulp Fiction one, right? Yes. Yeah, then it was Patricia. Okay, I got another good movie. That brings us to uh, like the Tarantino movies. Now let's muppetize the Tarantino movies. I've already went through those, yeah. I know. So, uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. I would say keep uh, Kaitel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I mean, I'm, I'm you got to keep the backbone keep of the movie. keep Kaitel pretty much in any movie. But <laughs> my, my thought process was leaning towards Mr. Blonde. but uh, true romance. <laughs> uh, uh, then you got, what, Pulp Fiction. Uh, there's so many different lead main characters in that movie. But uh, I my gut instinct is to go with uh, Samuel L. Jackson just because I love Samuel L. Jackson. But no, nah, I'd love to see a puppet version of Jules. I think that'd be amazing. I, I, the stories are too separated. I keep bouncing. I can't stick on one. <laughs> my last thought was to keep Bruce Willis. Booch. Booch. Keep Booch. Oh, my God. That just now. OK, now <laughs> we'll give you a scene that makes that movie wor- well worthwhile. You keep Butch, mm-hmm. but now you got a Muppet Marsalis Wallace, you got a Muppet Zed, mm-hmm. you got a Muppet the Gimp. You remember the other dude's name? I don't. Uh, I thought you were gonna bestow me that. I no. was like, I can't remember that dude's I name. I don't. Uh, it, it, it's said more than once, but I can't. I, I just remember I Zed and and uh, and he was the guy that owned the pawn shop. Oh, I know that. But uh, get them in a mu- now. Find your Muppet Marcellus Wallace getting raped in the basement of this pawn shop. Well, that just makes it better because they showed it. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I would have rather seen it in Muppet version. I never. Uh, I, I certainly might not have, sleep I, at I, night. I, after I don't. That. I don't go to a lot of pawn shops. <laughs> I certainly don't go to pawn shops out of town. <laughs> and I don't go to pawn shops with banjos in the. Freaking front your, window. Get out of your car and you hear the dueling banjos and you know it's just time to yeah, that was like a pig. That movie was like, still to this day, and I've seen it a hundred times, you know. I, Disturbing. It, it's like, I must have turned that one that part off a few times because it still feels <laughs> new when I see it. Like, uh, <laughs> what the? Jesus no. Christ, no. <laughs> uh, okay. And then the, 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 the. Oh, when he finds the right weapon, it's just mm-hmm. great. And then he goes down to Katana, kills some oh, Muppets. There Fluff it is. everywhere. Oh. Fluff everywhere. I love the weapon choice. It's like a video game. <laughs> it really is. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, 
Oh, picks this up. Oh, this look at nice. that. Pick oh, this up. Oh, this oh, nice. Oh, that's even better. <laughs> okay, so let's see. What was next? It was uh, Jackie Brown next, yeah? Jackie Brown, yeah. Uh, it's... Vivica Fox, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Jackie Brown's got to stay. Um. Uh, no particular well, reason. That's but... wasn't that's that Pam Greer. Oh, you're right. You're right. Why was I thinking Vivica Fox? Vivica Fox. Whew. Vivica Fox was in Kill Bill. Yeah, but I was my like, bad. My bad. I was like, we can't take take. Uh, Jack, yeah, you, you can't Jackie take Jackie Brown, Brown out of Jackie Brown. Pam Greer. But, um, um, now let's go into uh, Kill Bill. We discussed this a little bit before. You can take parts of Kill Bill, and it's the obvious winner, but it's just too long. We okay. How many Muppets? Divided into two then, because it was divided into two <laughs> movies. Divide each two first, into two. <laughs> first movie, keep uh, let's keep Uma, and she just goes around and inflicts horrible puppet violence, which, as we've said, seems to be the uh, the go to for this. And then in the second half, keep Bill, and then have puppet Uma going crazy. I think that'd be uh, a good switch, a good dichotomy. But uh, it doesn't have to always be horrific violence. I mean, go with, um, I was just watching something about the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air the other day because they're doing a huh. a reunion special. A and they actually got the original Aunt Viv back on the reunion special, which I was really happy about. But uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, would you keep Will Smith or would you keep Carlton? Well, nowadays? Yeah. Well, if you were to watch... Fresh Prince, but they're all Muppets except one. I don't know. I would kind of lean towards keep keeping dad, Carlton. Oh, you want to keep James Avery? Yeah. Oh, I like it. He was cool. He was the voice of Shredder in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Huh. I didn't know that growing up. I found that out only after I, I he died. I can't p- mentally picture it right now. I mean, I <laughs> picture Shredder's voice, but I can't picture him doing it. Oh, and now when you hear Shredder, if you ever watch the old cartoons, I'm gonna have to go back. you can't not hear it. I'll play some for you out the next break. Oh, but uh, let's see. Um, but my shit. favorite is Django. Django Unchained is a good movie. That's my favorite. And well, that's I feel one of my like, favorite movies altogether. I feel like you would have to keep Jamie Foxx. Well, yeah. So sure. you get that, that wonderfully intense scene with Calvin Candy and Kerry Washington's character, Brunild, mm-hmm. and where he... He smashes his hand down on the glass and breaks the glass, and that was real, by the way. I don't know if you've ever if you've heard about that. I didn't. That scene, he actually smashed his hand on the table. That was real blood. Yeah, I thought- and he just went with it. And and kudos slash to to Leonardo DiCaprio for for keeping in character for that. And mad kudos to Kerry Washington for DiCaprio rules man not freaking out with real blood being smeared on her face and, and I only hoped that that wasn't real blood but uh, it, it was really uh, a great scene and now imagine that Calvin Candy scene done with a, a, a Leonardo DiCaprio Muppet well that was the best part of it that'd be fantastic he's, he's meme worthy these days He's so he's everywhere meme wise. He I, I appreciate his willingness, even though he comes across initially as a Justin Bieber type, <laughs> to be the evil asshole and to be the racist. I mean, that was that I, he did it so well, and it was like Leonardo oh, DiCaprio is is despicable like in that Street, movie. Despicable. I mean, <laughs> he's gotten to run the gamut with his career. I think it's really fantastic to see. Uh, he's done leading man. He's done. 
hero. He's done villain. He's done the art flicks with like things like What's Eating Gilbert Grape and things like that. That was him, right? Gilbert Grape was him. He's been in so many things I forgot. He was in like some show that I watched all the time. What was it? In, like Growing Pains Fucking Growing or Pains, yeah. Yeah. Can't watch that anymore. Ugh. Yeah, Kirk, I, Kirk Cameron's I, kind of a douchebag. I don't know if somebody had to tell you. My wife had to tell me. I was like, what? He was in that shit? DiCaprio? Oh, no. I used to watch that show rapidly growing up. Well, me too, but I didn't remember him in it. He was towards the end. He was one of those uh, Cousin Oliver kids. I remember watching it either. <laughs> they Cousin oliver him at the end. Cousin Oliver was like Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's over. It's Just over. Just call it. Jump the shark. Except... Because it was a cartoon, they could get rid of Scrappy and bring Scooby back. And put in the shark. Did you have any other uh, movies you wanted to throw out there for Muppetizing? Oh, I, I thought of a billion of them, but the, other than the blood sport that I threw out there, which is just... Oh, man, so many broken bones. I mean, it's just so much... Yeah, but then I want the Muppet to be bigger and not the small one, because I want to see, just like the old Seagal movies, too, where they... They kind of gave a close-up of the bone breaking, and that was yeah. what really what did it. Do you know he's still acting? Well, Steven Seagal, <laughs> if you call it that. I just was reading something the yeah, other day, and an ad for like a 2019 movie popped up. I'm like, still? Okay. He can't kick above his waist now, but okay, whatever. Is Van Damme still acting, too? Yeah, he was just in a thing that was like self-referential. Uh, some kind of podcast, or not podcast, but some kind of... Uh, uh, limited run show where he's basically Van Dam. There's so. too many ways to watch TV now. Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's like you can totally miss something that's that's out there that has some of your favorite people in it, and it's just so weird. But it's that fun part of discovery. You get to go and find new things. So yeah, it's better than there's nothing left on any of these shelves at Blockbuster. No. <laughs> Sadly enough. You know, you used to run out of stuff. There just wasn't stuff. <laughs> it was like, no, that's it. You've watched it all. Or when you go into like <laughs> Blockbuster and you remember this feeling when you go in on like new release night and you have a definite idea of what you want to rent and it's not there. So you go to your second tier choice and it's not there. And you go to your third tier choice and it's not there. And it's like, well, shit, I guess I'm watching this. That's how you feel about Netflix half the time. It's like, well, okay. It's here. I'm not paying for it, really. So I might as well watch it. It allows you to make mistakes. And now I've given myself permission to not judge myself on what I'm willing to try. True. My life's gotten a lot better. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'll just come across some comedian I've never heard of. And I'm like, they look funny. Put it on. Like an hour later, my wife and I are just rolling. I'm like, I don't know who that was, but that was some shit. Woo. Yeah, that's how I discovered Bert Kreischer. He's funny as hell. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, if you quit judging yourself on like, no, I've got to use my time for what I know is good. That's how I was like for forever. And now I'm like, hey, I'm just going to put some random stuff on because I could just turn it off. It's not like I'm going to cancel my Netflix anyway. Yeah, it's not like you're in a relationship with it. You know, it's all it is is uh, it because you watch it fucks up the algorithm <laughs> a little bit. That's all. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't worry about who I support anymore either. I mean, I still have my, my boycotts of certain things, but... But TV-wise, I'm not going to look at that the actor's supporting or not supporting. My little bit of watching your money is not enough for them to make it or not make it. I really don't care. But I agree. big corporations and some of their uh, things they offer are still on boycott lists. Well, we're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll wrap it up here with Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd. Mr. Todd. 
Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy works best when we all vote, but misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting. Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what. You can sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step -step assistance requesting your mailing ballot, explore your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID. Decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. All right, welcome back. And so we were discussing uh, the Muppet meme, the infamous Muppet meme, and uh, which movies would uh, end up being great Muppetized. And I think the general consensus that we came up with for that logic, that line of thinking, was the Muppeting would be great for like a scene or two, but really overall... It would be difficult to imagine for the entire movie. And and you had had a list, but you'd drawn a blank. Now, you came up with a couple of really good ones uh, in the break. So what did, you, what, what did you have? Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. Please tell me we're keeping Woody. Is it Woody? It's it's a battle for sure, but Woody's definitely the one that's got to stay. I think so, and and that's I, I haven't seen that one in so long. I mean, even keep I, I even kept Robert Downey Jr. for a while. Batonga, Batonga, Batongaville, or whatever the heck you say. <laughs> I gotta see that movie again. That's been far too long. Really uh, good soundtrack. And you had uh, Big Lebowski. I think was one another one you touched on. Yeah, I think the keeping the dude in the Big Lebowski would be pretty good, but then. But uh, but yeah, the main one was the was natural born killers. I thought was the right type of violence to make Muppets going down kind of uh, enjoyable. Well, now what about or Scarface? Movies? Scarface would be oh my god, no! But we couldn't keep it. Wouldn't be Pacino because how funny would it be just to watch a Muppet version of Al Pacino slam his face into a mountain of cocaine? Yeah, I, I must admit, that's the exact scene I was, was picturing with the Muppet. Say hello to my little friend. These two machine guns held up by the wires that you see on Muppet hands. Yeah, that's the exception. Maybe we keep no actors or keep some actor that nobody even knows. <laughs> Just some one no actor. Keep, oh, what's that guy's name? I mean, name? if that's what you want that bad, you can just get Blow and keep Johnny Depp or is that who was in Blow? That was Blow, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, was, there was a couple more, I'm pretty sure. We talked about it. and and I think yeah it, once you break it down to be just individual movie scenes versus the entire movie you can have a lot more fun with it because uh, you can alternate Smokey and the Bandit with Keith Burt Reynolds I was gonna say Dom DeLuise no no uh, well Dom DeLuise is is in the second one not the right, first oh, one yeah my bad it's been forever since I've seen those ones too. <laughs> um, I have too much time, apparently. <laughs> I'm all like, I watched Smokey and the Bandit recently. The Matrix. But keep like Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, I keep Lawrence Fishburne. That. So you get the uh, 
the agent and you get Neo and you get Trinity all as as Muppets and he's having to lead this Muppet brigade. But again, if we're gonna only do scenes, you gotta pick which scene. I would say the uh the best scene would be the interrogation scene while they're interrogating uh Morpheus. Uh where Agent Smith is interrogating him. Humans are a disease. And, and, and meanwhile, you got uh, Trinity and Neo breaking in on the bottom level mm. with all the guns in the world. Just Muppet violence. I don't know why my brain went here finally, but Seven would be kind of good. Holy shit. What's in the box? I mean, the Muppet, the Muppets doing most of those characters are going to be great. Oh it puts Who'd the you? lotion on its skin. Jesus Christ. This is Silence of the Lambs. There's another good one. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah. Silence of the Lambs, but only keep Buffalo Bill. <laughs> so you get like Muppet. Well, yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean. There's just so much room to I mean, with that. When, I, I think we were leaving Gore out, I guess is what I'm saying. And, and Gore could be good. You don't have to leave Gore out. Gore's fun. I mean. I'm not usually much of a gore movie, but when I, when it comes to to Muppets getting killed, then maybe because I don't have to worry about whether my neighbor's a Muppet killer, or I have to worry about whether my neighbor is a killer. Um. They had a really cool trailer just off the off. Uh, I saw, and I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I don't watch a lot of Bloomhouse horror. I know Bloomhouse is kind of the name in uh, mass-produced horror films at this point, and rightfully so. They do a really really good job, from what I understand. Um, but they've got a horror movie take on Freaky Friday coming out, <laughs> starring Vince Vaughn. What? So here's kind of the gist, and I'm going to break it down for you. If you haven't watched the trailer for this, I encourage you heavily to go watch the trailer for this. It's basically these teenagers in a high school situation. This teen girl who is like kind of a loser, doesn't have many friends, mean girls pick on her, that kind of shit. And then, for some inexplicable reason, she Freaky Fridays with a serial killer, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. So now, like you got the serial killer in the body of this teenager, this blonde, blue-eyed teenager. Or blonde, blue-eyed teenager, I should say. And then you've got this blonde, blue-eyed teenager being acted through Vince Vaughn. And it looks hilarious. And they get all... It's kind of like it reminds me of Stan... Uh, what is it? Stan versus Evil? Uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. That's what it was. And that was the one with... Uh, uh, Alan Tudjik from Firefly that I really liked. Because what it did was it turned the horror genre on its ear. Like it kept all the same horror movie beats. But it made it all ridiculous happenstance instead of horror. And... Uh, it kind of does that with this. It may, it's a horror movie at its core. It's dealing with a serial killer. There's a lot of death, but it's comical death. And it's treated in a very funny kind of way because, again, you've got Vince Vaughn pretending he's a 17-year-old girl, and you got this 17-year-old girl pretending she's a Vince Vaughn serial killer. And it's just it's such a wonderful take. And I know that's completely off the topic, but wow. as anyone who's ever listened to this podcast understands... Uh, top of my head is kind of the way things always go. So, uh, check it out. I'm, I've not seen it. It's certainly not a paid sponsor. Although Bloomhouse, if you'd like to sponsor me, I'll watch every single goddamn now, one of your movies. Now you made care. me think of Shallow Howl. <laughs> Shallow Howl. 
Who would you keep? Would you keep Costanza? Uh... Oh man, Costanza with a tail. <laughs> uh, oh, you got shows like uh, you got uh, Grandma's Boy, but keep uh, keep Robot Boy. I have not seen Grandma's Boy. You can't Boy. see me. I've you not have not seen, seen Grandma's Boy. Grandma's what is wrong Boy. with you? I know. Oh my lord. There's a lot in that genre that I've missed. Oh my out. lord. I know. I'm 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 having a panic attack over this one. I, I went I went on. How kind could of you a, not seen Grandma's Boy? I went on an Andy Samberg kind of like riot for a while. I didn't want to see anything he was in, which is dumb because I love him in Lonely Island. Um, and I'm now like a since. Boss. And, and since then, I've loved shit on Deborah's desk, <laughs> right like a boss. Uh, but since then, I've discovered Brooklyn Nine Nine, and I really love him in Brooklyn Nine Nine. And I can't get into it; it's too silly. It is very silly. I love him, but it's too silly. It's kind of like Cop Office. Grandma's Boy is is like I don't know. It's right behind Office Space. Ooh, that high. It's. I'll have to check it out. It, those characters get mimicked on a daily basis. <laughs> it's hilarious. And anymore, we're living idiocracy, so we got to leave that one out. Well, that yeah, I wanted to watch it again, but I didn't based on that exact thing. We're living it. I'm all like, oh, no, I can see it heading that way right now. Electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> oh, speaking of stup- stupid movies, what is the one with the role models? <laughs> oh god <laughs> role models that was a good one, <laughs> he's like tell don't you to drink that energy drink like <laughs> i just and, and another thing that i just watched and i realize we've diverged the conversation wildly and i love that part of it whatever i just watched for the first yeah, time if it's on hulu so if you've <laughs> got hulu i highly recommend it uh that and i forget his name the actor's name you ever watch new girl new girl no there's this actor uh, oh I've, no i, I have to look that. up his name but there's a show called Woke, and and I oh, yeah, watched. We were talking about that. I, I currently am not a Hulu subscriber, but I'm. Well, I, I, I usually am six months out every year. <laughs> I, uh, I I discovered the trailer for this like a week ago, and basically the gist of this is you got this mild mannered cartoonist, uh, African American cartoonist, who draws this innocuous cartoon, uh, uh, toast and butter. And it's just like, you know, your far side, your your Garfield, just innocuous, really just light humor. And he's ready to go into syndication. He's ready to make that crossover and make all the money, right? And then he's putting up flyers for a Comic-Con type appearance, and he's jumped by the cops. And this incident screws him up in such a hardcore way, as it would, I imagine. And he starts seeing anthropomorphic versions of things everywhere he looks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like trash can, uh, 40 bottles, fucking uh, his Sharpie has eyeballs and well, talks definitely like J.B. Smoove because it is J.B. <laughs> Smoove. <laughs> That's a good person to play. But, sure. <laughs> but so there's this, the entire show, it's like eight episodes long, is basically him coming to terms with what happened to him and what it's going to do to his art now that he's more aware and, and awoke to the situation that affects um, black people in our community. And it's and it's not super heavy-handed. Um, and it's just really remarkably done. And, in, and it's got the guy from Workaholics in it, that weird-haired guy. I forget what his name <laughs> is. Uh, the one who was always wearing the bear coat. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Weird hair is good enough. Yeah. 
Uh, it's got him in it, and it's, it's <laughs> you fantastic. Mean, you mean the, 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 the human version of Murderface? Yes. <laughs> Literally the human version of Murderface. That guy reminds me of Murderface so much. If they did a live-action version of Murderface, <laughs> it would have to be him. Murderface, of course, for all you not knowing, is uh, from Death Clock, uh, the Metalocalypse cartoon, which is one of my absolute favorites of all time. Um, but yeah, so definitely I, I, I highly recommend that. And you can get you a Hulu membership for cheap cause if you do commercials. Oh, They're like fantastic! I just uh, was too distracted with all my other stuff that one more place to look was taking too long, <laughs> so I had to go away for a while. I got, I'm uh, dipping through CBS and watching the animated Star Treks right now. Oh, Lower Decks! Isn't that great? No, the animated. Oh, the like original, the original animated. Oh shit! Those were great too for their time because on CBS All Access they, they had all incorporated that. all the old original voice actors, mm-hmm. and, and like half of the voice actors. Like weren't being invited back, and Leonard Nimoy goes up to the producers of the show. You guys, look, you want me here? You're bringing them back too. We ain't playing this game. So that's how uh, Takei and Koenig and all of them got to be on the show too, because they wanted Leonard Nimoy there. They needed Leonard Nimoy there. And so that's a little fun trivia. Fact, I never respected that stuff until recently, and then I was like, you know what? I got the CBS All Access. It's like real track. Here. I just need to get some money out of it, so I'm going to find something to watch. And I well, Discovery started watching back. that, and I was like, "Oh, well, I don't have Disney Plus and Discovery." No, 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 Discovery, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Oh, Discovery. Well, yeah, I, that's I, on your CBS All Access. Well, that was already done, and it's supposed to start again soon. But October fifteenth. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, that 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 was the reason I bought it, and then uh, for some reason I'm embarrassed, but stalled out on Picard. I liked it. I thought it was good. I was trying to watch it with my wife, and we both like Next Generation, but... There's a lot of liberties taken. When you have two people that need to be ready to watch a show instead of something else that's harder than one person... I get lucky in that regard. And we're not matching up to watch it. I mean, I went back and I watched the old Star Trek Next Generation, you know, that spawned the robot child and all that, and... Was even that far into it that I was like, "Oh, I'm really going to get into Picard," but I'm, I'm just stalled. I, can't, I haven't been watching it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and the good thing about it is it's always going to be there, and you're always going to have that to watch if you ever get the, ch- the chance to do it. Um, another thing that they've done yeah, recently <laughs> is uh, the Lower Decks, which is their comedy Star Trek series, which is absolutely hilarious. I want to find things to hate in it. I do mm-hmm. because it's so irreverent, but I don't. I love every second of it. It's so cheeky and original and yet still beholden enough to make all these Easter eggs to the original series and Deep Space Nine and Voyager. And they opened the last episode with the four main characters in their little bunk area on the lower decks of the ship, the Cerritos, mimicking warp drive sound effects. It's like, no, the Enterprise D sounds like this. Oh, well, Voyager sounds like this. And and it's just, it's the dumb shit you can see them actually doing if you were on these ships. You know, on the lower decks after shift, having a drink and and just fucking around. I can see them just doing shit like that. It's like, no, no, you're all wrong. It sounds more like, you know, just dumb shit. But it's, I want to hate it, but I don't. I love every second of it. You got to let yourself... You just gotta let yourself be irreverent. You gotta you gotta get past the the old thoughts of 
this is when it was perfect because you don't get one anymore any more of that. I mean, it's not like you're gonna. You, you got to stop being so precious about the shit that you like. Because you can't, you can only watch the same ep- episode over and over and pretend like you're really getting that much new out of it. <laughs> when you can watch some stupid ass show that's new and probably get just as much enjoyment because it's not something that you saw around every single fucking corner. I agree. Um, and I was, I spent like 20 years going, nope. They perfected this. They perfected this. I barely listen to any music because it's like, I, I got, I'm full of people already that perfected everything. I don't need this. <laughs> And then uh, I'm like, hey, well, this new person I, I'm listening to, they aren't as perfect as Zeppelin, but Zeppelin ain't coming out with anything new. So Time to open up still, the border again. It's still yeah. better. Um, I don't care how many hurdy-gurdies you, you put in the background to, to Robert Plant, you're still going to end up with some not cool, as, as cool version of it nowadays. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, I think on that note, we'll kind of end this. This last section kind of devolved into a bit of a ramble, which I kind of love. I mean... I'm not going to lie. It's something I do all the time. And uh, I've just really enjoyed getting to have this opportunity to have a conversation with you, Todd. It's been too hot of a minute. And uh, I want to thank you for having me over and getting to, to delve into your head a little bit. Yeah. Sorry that uh, that we match up so well on uh, staying on topic, but it was a fun ramble. Eh, you know, you spin the wheel. You just kind of get what you get. But... Uh, uh, if you got any kind of ideas on what Muppeting you would like to see, I encourage you to get in touch with us here at Feel Your Fandom. You can reach out to us on our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash feelyourfandom. Uh, if you sign up there, you can leave us voice messages. And uh, if you leave us a voice message, we may include that into uh, future episodes of the show. Uh, you can also reach us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash feelyourfandom. And you can also email us, uh, feelyourfandom at gmail.com. So let us know uh, who you would uh, Muppet. What movie would you Muppet? What what scene of a movie would be delicious with <laughs> Muppet action? Uh, also, I mean, what superpower would you like to have? And what's the drawbacks of that superpower? Or, uh, you know, what video game would you wake up in? And what would you do with that video game uh, abilities all of a sudden? What would you do? What would be the first thing you do? But until then, Todd, I want to thank you for joining us again. Uh, And for all of you, I want to thank you for listening. And uh, as I try to remind everybody every time, everything is fandom and fandom is everything. Take care.